0: It's Majda. It's Salome. My- Ew. Are we a Disney Channel movie? <laughs> I guess we are. And you're back on Maj and Sal on the Potty. So today, we're going to be talking about uh, this video that I came across on YouTube. And the title of the video is Victimhood is a State of Mind. It was a talk between Aisha Akunabi. And just some like two white men that were that host this like (laughs) this channel called trigonometry not trigonometry to rigor I don't even know it doesn't matter but anyway this was like this interesting talk that I came across and it like made me think a lot about just so many topics about victimhood wokeness our culture all things we like to talk about here and I sent it to Salome, and we were like, yes, we'll do this on the podcast. We'll talk about it on the podcast. So, Salome, what were your first thoughts when I sent you this video, when you watched it, when you listened to it, et cetera, et cetera?
1: Uh, okay. Um, uh, okay, first, disclaimer, right? I want to say that I do appreciate her viewpoint and I appreciate different perspectives, even if it's not my own, like, especially if it's not my own. I like growing from conversations and just dialogue, media, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I like especially hearing from Black people who don't like... Let's say they don't believe in protests or something. Or they have like a Mm -hmm. different... Or they're conservative or they believe like... um, I don't know, just like people... Black people with nuanced perspectives on the Black liberation movement. I like to like challenge my Mm -hmm. perspectives. But Mm -hmm. I think that... The general tone I got from her was that she was trivializing the Black experience. She was understating racism i think she was too british or something i don't know like i I just think british people tend to download the american view on racism and so maybe she was just really Mm. like into rejecting that mentality like too Mm. far into rejecting that um i think she played Mm. devil's advocate too far into it to the point where she like you know became the devil just no just kidding but like (laughs) i'm not gonna demonize her she still had like valid points that i liked in the in the interview and um Mm. I i also just think that she like she came across as if she had like she had transcended her race and it just didn't apply Mm -hmm. to her
0: anymore. Mm And i
1: just you can't do that. To me, that's not grounded in reality. Like, yes,
0: yes. That, I don't know, that brings about a really interesting point to me because, like, there's just, I've been tackling with how I identify with my Blackness or how, yeah, how I experience my Blackness, how I identify with it. And, I don't know, something that she said i agree with you in that like i always take people's views and like like internalize them process them not like invalidate them in any way like especially her as someone who's like not the she doesn't like conform to the
1: yeah yeah
0: uh, mainstream blackness right and i just like i i think it's okay to transcend blackness keep interesting
1: okay explain that that's a great starting point what okay, do you mean by so that? I and why is it a good
0: thing? I think I've come across this just this talk. I don't even remember who it was, but they were talking about how it's like good to how a lot of things that just as humans we try to like find a community or find a tribe or find a religion, mm. find a belief system that like strokes our ego or like helps us. I don't know, fit in a box or like compartmentalize our identity and like all this stuff right and I think I don't think blackness strokes my ego or anything like that but I think it's good to feel have a sense of community and like almost like trauma bond (laughs) and I think that's what goes on a lot in the black community which is good but I feel like it's good like what I've been trying to do is honor my blackness but not attach myself to it in that not let the outside like my skin color be my only thing that makes me me
1: but i get that but how do you um do that without losing
0: your identity girl i don't know
1: (laughs) (laughs) because i think that's what she's done in a way like i i feel like it's dramatic to say that she's betrayed her race you know like i don't want to oh no she hasn't make it go too far like that but i think that she the fundamental thing that i have that's wrong with her is that she tries to not that's wrong with her that i disagree with about her viewpoint is that she tries to intellectualize something that's inherently emotional like she's distanced herself so far from it like she because she's transcended her race she can't empathize with the black community as much as she had she could have before it's like she's coming at it from a third party perspective which is why to me like the concept of enlightenment isn't that appealing and we had a conversation with this about this earlier in the week where we were talking about like whether enlightenment would be lonely or if you would just be closer to the collective consciousness and it, it would make mm. up for that somehow but i feel like for me i just feel like it, yeah like just like even by the word like enlightenment it's like you're not grounded in reality anymore you're you know up in the cosmos just fucking like thinking all <laughs> all the time and i i guess i can i can come off that way too i can be like yeah like i can be annoying some ways and like that when i'm um, engaging in abstract thought we talked about this too how we prefer abstract thought sometimes most mm. of the time if we have to pick one mm. <laughs> but yeah when you do that you can get lost um, and I feel like you can't relate to issues like this like social political issues everybody else is grounded in the day to day of being human and then I feel like I don't know I feel like she's just you you sacrifice that shit when you become enlightened or you like strive for that mm. do you agree? Mm. how do you is there i don't think it's possible
0: i think it's possible in a different way i think okay the thing i think i disagree with you is that she is that she doesn't empathize with blackness or with the black experience or the black experiences like i think she does i think what she's talking about like what um yeah what Aisha like talks a lot about is okay so she touches on how wokeness is kind how our culture now is like very divisive very mm-hmm. polarizing mm-hmm. arguments quote unquote or discussions aren't conducive or constructive to any kind of change yeah um and i don't think she completely inval she okay i how, agree
1: with that part of it
0: yeah i agree with that too and i think she used that and extended it to a lot of oh she said like oh all experiences all trauma all oppression isn't isn't real like all external oppression isn't real it's all inner work
1: yes and i think that's so dramatic that's ridiculous <laughs> that's invalidating <laughs> a group that's invalidating that's literally invalidating the emotions of 99 percent of black people 95 80 whatever you want to say the heavy majority just because you mm-hmm. disagree and i feel like yeah i feel like i know there is something for herd mentality group think whatever but like if that many people are thinking something believing it There has to be a reason for it, you know? You can't just say that it doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. It's just, like,
1: you have a different perception of reality, and that's fine, but it doesn't mean your reality is actually the one that's correct.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, I agree with that, like, 110%. But I think the thing that I got away from her to talk, and I think that fed to, like, what how I was thinking about blackness and kind of, like, trying to not distance myself from it, but, like, not attach my identity to it is the like okay I think there are two sides or like two players to all kinds of like oppression or discrimination or whatever so part of a lot of what black people have gone through is like historically they've been oppressed by external like the government by and even now but like I mean just more blatant like even blatantly now actually but just like it was just much much more covert like I don't know yeah we've internalized all that especially like black people who grew up in the U.S. and then have internalized it and then have developed this mindset that subconsciously is like victimhood have internalized the like inferiority that was put on them so there's two players so there's the environment that they're in that we're in and then the Mindset that we have and I thinking about the mindset and saying like oh if you change the mindset like the environment will change too uh, that doesn't You don't have complete control over the environment. The environment's con- gonna continue to oppress you and continue to discriminate against you and There was something that she brought up was like the discrimination versus oppression talk. I was just like that doesn't No. Yeah, same
1: I um yeah, that one was just dumb to me, I think. <laughs> she, okay, she, well basically what she said, she said that she doesn't really believe we're oppressed today because as a black person you can just, um, go online and say whatever you want to white people or what you know, like basically like that argument that we still have freedom of speech so we're not actually oppressed, it's just in our minds type of thing. Again, um, and I think yeah, she definitely goes too far with that argument. One other thing that she said was that, uh, she didn't, she doesn't believe that silence is violence, that type of thing, like all of that. Um, And I do think, I feel like most black people have victim mentality. I also think most white people propagate racism, if not all. I think most black people propagate white fragility because we make fun of them and stuff like that. And her argument was that we shouldn't do any of that stuff. We shouldn't like treat anybody the way we wouldn't, we don't want to be treated. We shouldn't treat anybody the way we don't want to be. We shouldn't treat anybody the way we want to... What? Like, what is the saying? Say, say it for you.
0: <laughs> the saying is... The saying is treat people how you'd want to be treated. Exactly. But but it's like, yeah, we should do that. So you should... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, don't you think... Okay, what do you define as victim? a victim mentality? Or like a victim mindset? Or like whatever. Um,
1: I don't know. I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. I think victim mentality is just yeah when you believe you're a victim i don't know how to explain it in a way that doesn't involve the words but i when you think the odds are stacked against you but i feel like for black people mm. even though we most of us have a victim mentality i think it's because you know we think everybody's out to get us because everybody actually is most of the time we're not making it up i think so this is i feel like our perception of reality isn't as misaligned that as she thinks it is i think it's rooted in mm. truth
0: Mm. Hmm. yeah i like define victim not define it but how i think about it is that like i think victim mentality transcends race i think everyone has a victim mentality oh for sure especially people that are especially like white fragility is a form of victim mentality yeah everyone has like a
1: struggle story everyone has a narrative that they have in their mind that keeps them going and you know solidifies yeah. their ego blah, blah blah
0: yeah the victim mentality i think is like people feeling like life owes them or that, like, they're entitled to... I think everyone should be entitled to, like, the basics for survival, you know? We should demand that from the government kind of thing, but I think it's just a lot of people have been, like... This is just trans- transcends race, but a lot of people, I think we're losing touch with the individual, like, day-to-day, like interactions and we have this like I agree with her in that we have this lens that everyone is ill-intentioned everyone around us is life is stacked like life is against me life isn't is happening to me life is everyone in my life everyone that I encounter is thinking about me and thinking about harming me kind of thing when I don't think shit like on the day-to-day basis is super personal but it can be because I can't say like oh, it's not personal, but, like, there are people who are getting killed by the police kind of thing before their race. Like, that's stuff, like, we can't invalidate, you know?
1: I do think that, like, it, that if everybody started meditating or something and everybody started doing the inner work, <laughs> that the world would fucking change, blah, blah, blah. But, that's just not reality. That's not realistic. Um, yeah, so I feel like you can't just say because her argument was that everybody should focus less on social work and focus more on self-work. Or, she said some other way. She said it, like, oh, focus on self-awareness instead of social awareness Mm, yeah but you have to do both like if you just focus on self-awareness you'll just end up being enlightened by yourself in the corner with nobody listening to you or something yes if anything that's the best case scenario
0: (laughs) yes and i thought it was really interesting that she was like that there's all this talk about like oh the world isn't binary everything's in the gray blah 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 but then the whole talk in the video okay Honest, uh, we're gonna put this video link in the cap- in the description so y'all could watch it too because we're not gonna go ahead and summarize the video like but yeah <laughs> watch it on two times speed or something that's what we did um, for the second time but yeah she was talking all about this like people talk about binary and blah 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 and that everything is in the gray and I agree with that 110% like things can be done simultaneously and can be done like hand in hand entangled or whatever but like the whole talk she stood to one extreme of like yeah. everything is inner work everything is inner work everything is inner work and it's not
1: it's his own polarizing thing
0: yeah like if all of us just did our inner work kind of stuff like yes it would be super helpful like in like a few i don't know years or something or but we can't just put something on pause like working on the environment just to do the inner work i think we need to create the environment where we can do like be able to do that inner work Mm -hmm. in it too um like I was just telling you about this but I feel like I've been doing a lot of inner work and then I go on into the world and I feel like sick like I just like I'm like oh let me go back (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that's just really really hard to do um like that's why I'm like no it's good to Find balance in both, so you're not fa- like falling to either extreme. It's really easy to be like, Oh yeah, compassion and love and this stuff is going to get us through, and it will, but it's not it's not that it's it's so hard to rely on the masses for like this spiritual awakening of sorts, you know mm-hmm. or conscious awakening or
1: something yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> She did say that wokeness isn't conducive to mental health, and I do agree with that. Um, I, I don't think. <laughs> um, yeah, it just. I don't. Makes you unhappy if you try, like it just. It's just the same thing with Instagram and how it just Instagram. Ugh, I don't know. Can we talk about Instagram? We did. I think we talked about it last week. It's... Oh, did we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never liked Instagram to begin with. My problem was it with, with it was too escapist for me, but.
0: Oh yeah, we did talk about now,
1: this. Now the wokeness is- and to together—it's both just so fucking polarizing to the soul. It's not good. It's just not good at Yeah, it's polarizing not. to the soul. doesn't even make sense. But I don't know. How do you combat that? How do you stay aware without falling victim to that?
0: I can't anymore. I like. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I was. <laughs> I I don't engage on Instagram anymore. Like I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. I feel yeah. like I'm like performing. Yeah. And I think, I, f- I
1: feel like most activism is performative. Not necessarily even just like non POC activism or something like that. I think it's just all mm. activism. It's like we have to put on our our show face. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the jazz hands come out or whatever. But like, oh, okay. One of her arguments, um, she talked a bit about the utility of protests. And we've had a conversation like that before too. And just, she talked a lot about whether or not the Black Lives Matter movement or the current climate is constructive. Um, and do you think, like, for example, like, Instagram, do you think that's constructive? Because if even, like, people like us can't tolerate it. I, like, it doesn't make me angry. Mm. It's not like I'm uncomfortable by the conversations. Mm. It's just, like, so mm. much that it's triggering. hmm So yeah. is it? Is it, if it's triggering for me, is it unreasonable to expect that it's going to be triggering for white people <laughs> or like the people that were I mm. guess like the whoever we're trying to reach with this um, mm. output of
0: information. Mhm. I think it's like like two sides to everything or not even two sides, but there's so many different sides to social media activism, I guess. Like I don't even want to call it that, but it's just social media like social awareness, I guess, but like I think It's done a really good job of, at least for me, I can speak for myself as, like, I've learned a lot of things. Oh, me too. Through these, like, stories. I've learned a lot of things. Exposed myself to a lot of different accounts that are changing my feed. And, like, I feel like I could add to my feed and make it more just, like... It's just something I want to be, yeah, not even inclusive, just something that, like, I would want to be on in that it's not just people posting Mm -hmm. just, like, trivial, superficial, like, stuff that I don't really care about. It's more so, like, I go on social media and, like, okay, I feel like I could, like, learn from it, but...
1: Do you think this is a permanent shift?
0: I think, yeah, it's definitely a shift that's, I don't think we're going back to quote-unquote normal. I feel like we've dived into a new normal. Like we've leveled up in the game, you know, like the simulation we talked about, the game levels, like yeah, but I, in the social media, social media realm, like we've kind of leveled up, even if it's like half a level. I think
1: it'll just go back to normal. I think it'll die down, and then it'll become this, It'll just like go back to its escapist roots eventually.
0: I think it's still at its escapist roots. I don't think it's ever gonna. Social media is always like gonna be escaped, transcend. It's escapist roots, yeah. I think the, like what we talked about today, but I think it's like becoming, the message kind of becoming empty. Like it's, at least to me, it's like, it's been it's being said over and over and over again that I'm like, these posts, I'm just like, like tapping past people's posts. Yeah, yeah, like you're, um, I'm not really absorbing it anymore. You become
1: desensitized.
0: I've become desensitized and I think a lot of people probably have. I mean, I yeah. don't know.
1: I just but I still a. live... Oh, it's so, sorry. Yeah. Keep
0: going. Your sentence. Yeah, I think with me it's just like I live by a certain set of principles that like I will get involved in whatever way I can with like organizing and stuff that I think is like... We were saying like... Today when we talked about like the rev- revolution isn't gonna be tell isn't oh that's what I was gonna say about Twinsies. oh okay I'll let you do it I'll let you do oh, it just
1: that like I learned today what it actually means I always thought it was mm. that like nobody would care about the revolution enough to put it on a TV <laughs> but mm-hmm. what it means is that um, the revolution will not be um, commercialized it won't be become like, it won't become marketable and stuff like that um, but it, kind it won't of be mainstream at this point if we're becoming desensitized to the it's... Uh, marketed, promoted, discussed on social media, which is the news outlet Mm. of most people our age.
0: Mm. Which means the revolution isn't happening. Yeah, the revolution is being televised so it's over. (laughs) (laughs) It's not happening. It's not happening in people. Like I think people's consciousness has changed and has like there is that shift internally, but I think it's very it was very what I'm realizing it was probably very like rooted in like the shock of the situation yeah i'm like how do you push push people to like actually internalize that their how they were living their life before was super harmful to, towards a lot of things and they were just passive to a lot of oppression
1: i think you can In a way, because, and that's why, like, for me, that's why when we were having the utility of protest conversations, I basically Mm -hmm. thought that I basically think that there is no utility. Nothing
0: matters.
1: (laughs) No, I don't think that nothing matters. I just think when I go to a protest, I go there to learn about a group that I haven't Mm -hmm. spent time with. Like, I went to a Palestinian Mm -hmm. against annexation protest, car carry van thing. I had never, like, discussed that before, thought about it much. And I went there and I learned a lot. And I showed up for a marginalized community that I hadn't before. And I met cool people, and I stood up for what I believed in, and just like that, that's why I go to protests these days. I don't go there because I feel like it will affect change in the long run. Because what is Mm. like nobody actually has a benchmark for that shit. Like we can actually be doing absolutely Mm. nothing. I feel like you just go to the you. I feel like you protest for selfish reasons, or else you're not gonna find any value in it. Because I don't think any, I don't think there is a value in protesting that much. I really don't think there is. Um, especially in the day that we live in today but also just I don't know how how do you make a revolution have longevity without making it televised is it possible
0: that's the thing is that poem goes back into the inner work is that the revolution is in the inner work which is and it's goes in, to the what shift she was saying in
1: the, yeah, in the video and that's where yeah. her point actually like stands ground because yeah you can only work on yourself you really can't impact people like that you, you the most impact that you can do to change the world is to change yourself yeah probably like because yep. at the end of the day protesting commenting on someone's social media that's kind of like giving unsolicited advice <laughs> which mm-hmm. we've talked about before too it's like is anybody actually gonna listen probably not that you're saying that for your own benefit maybe maybe just see yourself talk even if you're doing it to help somebody that you're talking to it's mm-hmm. i don't know there's no tangible benefits to
0: it. I think it's kind of a simplification to say there's no benefit. I think it's largely minimal. people negligible. sorry <laughs> not negligible I don't yeah. think it's negligible like I was just saying like we've learned a lot from I mean I've learned a lot from social media yeah, a lot but of that's people have learned a lot from that. social
1: media that's your inner world. I think
0: a lot of people are I think I think I th- okay this is the thing I think a lot of people are even if it's in the name of virtue signaling at least they're chi- changing their approach to certain things than like
1: yeah
0: you know and I think that's where it's valuable if they're trying to demand the environmental change like environmental being like external change to help us be able to live outside of this mindset that we've like imposed onto ourselves, I think that's fine I'm not fine I think that's as long as we have we can get numbers and stuff Right. It's fine. But I'm just going to stay off social media. I'm staying off Instagram. I'm staying mm, off. But if we're staying off social media, I feel like Twitter. everybody else is
1: staying off social media.
0: <laughs> Who is They're on not. There? People are addicted to social media. They can't get enough of it. So...
1: I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. And also, I think another reason um, we shouldn't police people's movements or emotions in the Black Lives Matter. Because like, that's kind of what she was doing, in a way. But... Mm. you know i just think that one of the major reasons that people protest is just to let out their rage and if we don't know whether or not racism is ever going to be something that can be eradicated or reversed like because i don't think it is i feel like it's insurmountable i think it'll always be it's pervasive the cancer has grown too deep the roots are too deep for it to ever be weeded out okay not to not to bring in the existential but i but yeah, you just you might as well let it out or else it's just going to eat you alive. If there's if there if we don't know whether mm. or not there's a good a happy ending, you
0: might as well like not mm. let it destroy you or not let it,
1: you know, invade your own mindset.
0: Don't you think then the, Yeah. Don't you think okay, the thing what you were saying about like how racism could never be, you know, eliminated or whatever, like eradicated. I guess like do you feel like don't you think that like distancing like, disattaching ourselves or, like, our identity from our race would help with that? Uh-uh.
1: I think it's the same. This is, like, why I'm a capitalist. I think that <laughs> we, I think it's just not beneficial to pretend like we don't live in the environment that we do. The venue for the human condition is the patriarchy, it's capitalism, it's white supremacy, and if we just float around pretending that we, we don't live here, then we can't even play the game. We're playing a different game we're playing fifa when fucking call of duty's on the screen i don't play games okay it took me a while to come up with one but we're just playing a game that's not even nobody else is playing so how are you gonna win if nobody else is playing and maybe you don't want to win and because you're not playing the game you automatically like win by default or something i don't know but it's just i don't think it's constructive by my definition
0: mm. so you don't think that you can do both, like hold your race and like okay. I know that because I'm black, I experience these things, but that doesn't mean that because anyone who talks to me or tries to have a discussion with me is directly coming at my blackness. I can do both. I try to do
1: both. I, I I try to
0: do I try to do that too. Yeah, but go ahead.
1: No, I just just when I'm having conversations with people, I I measure their intentions just as much as I measure their impact that they have on me mm. and I judge them mm. by both or none sometimes mm. but like sometimes it's not that deep I try not mm. to let like, that get to me too mm. so that's why like I, I understand where she's coming from a lot of the times I just mm. disagree with too much to agree with her. <laughs> yeah okay what do you agree with what do you agree with let's talk I think I already talked about what I agree with we already brought it up I think um we like touched on it I have more that I disagree with and agree with.
0: Okay, um, what don't you agree with? Okay, what questions. do you disagree with?
1: Do you think that most black people propagate white fragility? Most black people? Yeah. I think white people Can too. You... I'm not excluding them, but do you think most black people do?
0: Wait, explain that. More.
1: I just think with our Karens, our memeing, the way we make fun of them in group chats when they're not listening. <laughs> you know? And I'm not saying we, we should, should stop. Th- you know, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Do you think we do?
0: How does that propagate white fragility? I don't know if I'm understanding. It's not clear. We're not coming to them from a a place of
1: forgiveness, like compassion, empathy. Mm. We're we're just laughing. Mm. We're kicking in the corner,
0: <laughs> like oh look at them still being white after all these centuries. <laughs> I think okay. I I wrote something down about this, but that's the thing. I think we're attacking individuals too much. Oh, for sure. So. Like, I think, like, not I think, like, it's the systems that individuals created, yes, that are largely um, oppressing us, like, directly, like, oppressing us. It's the individuals that, as, like, Aisha was saying, was, like, slightly, like, like, discriminate against us, but I think that's when intention versus impact comes in. Like, the impact they're having is, like, super, it's just, like, negative impact, yes, but, like, are their intentions always negative? I don't think so. And I think, I think yeah, we do propagate white fragility in that sense once you explained it. like
1: Yeah, and that's the thing she also said. She said you should treat people like the way you, you want to be treated, whatever. And do you think that's true? Do you think you should always treat people
0: the way you, you, sh- you want to be treated?
1: Do you think that's a principle that applies out of the playground in real life?
0: I was talking, I was talking with Palumi about this, and he said something that was like, I was like, oh my god, yes. But he was saying that you shouldn't treat people the way you'd want to be treated. You should treat people the way they want to be treated.
1: That too, that too, that's another level. But that's still like, I what I meant, and we can talk about your thing too, I want to, but should you treat racists the way that you want to be treated? Or like, is it constructive to? because you have to come at it from a place of empathy and everything like that like obviously yeah but yeah is it constructive are you making any progress if you're treating people like uh, you know do you know what i'm asking
0: yeah i know it's i don't think it's constructive and this is something i was thinking a lot about in terms of
1: mean to them so what is constructive
0: no i don't think it's constructive to be mean to them i don't think it's i think it's constructive to just disengage Cause then what? they just are left with it the, Cause then they're just left with their own thoughts, and I don't have energy to their be putting into this person like, who doesn't want to listen to me. Be
1: cyclical. They will reinforce their wrong mindsets, or not wrong. I mean,
0: different. No, I different think mindsets. I think coming with em- empathy and compassion, and being like, "Oh, hey, if you want to actually discuss this, or actually talk about this, or actually listen to my views, go ahead. Okay. I'm down to engage. But if they're coming, if you're okay, that's the thing with. If I'm coming with empathy and they're continuing to have this like defensiveness, this anger, it's not going to be a good conversation regardless of who it is. It's just going to be like me talking to like a fucking wall, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. So that's when I think that I think I try to approach everything with like, okay, people are not out to get me. People are not coming for me. Nothing that people say is necessarily personal to me because people don't have fucking time to be worrying about like attacking me right so i try to come from Mm -hmm. that perspective and to come from the perspective that people are have a lot of just all of us have a lot of like live in our own reality live in our own ignorance and like move with that and so that's why i try to give people the benefit of doubt benefit of the doubt and i try to be very compassionate and very empathetic and very just like calm with comments but if someone is like spewing hate is like v- being violent I'm not going to meet I'm going to try and meet them with empathy and such but the best for me is to disengage cuz I've noticed that anger I'm just thinking about the protests I've been to and not anger in the moment is is really great but I feel like shit after no, like it's I definitely feel very not a pro-
1: productive emotion for me
0: and It's not either for me. Oh this yeah. is another
1: tangent fuck. Okay but like what for me first off I agree with that on an individual level, but how do you translate that into a movement? Like, up, of black lives, black liberations movement, that type of thing. Because, you know, like, non-violent protest versus violent protests or just, like, the MLK quote, I think I saw Tupac talking about this once, too, but just, like, if you've been asking calmly to be let in a room for centuries, then, like, what are you going to do? you can start, like, banging on the windows. Like, this is the only way for, to get people to hear us, because they've... Yeah inoculated our voices on the baseline level they can't hear us when we're speaking calmly so how do you balance that perspective with still treating people the way they want to be treated because i agree that if you come at it from that perspective from an Mm -hmm. angry perspective nobody's going to actually want to listen to you so how do you get heard is there a way to get heard what is the the line
0: i think it's attack the systems but in your daily conversations try to do the try to do the changing the of the lives okay. kind of thing like I could so yell treat at people the way they out. want to
1: be treated but treat systems, day to day um,
0: with like... the with the energy they give
1: you <laughs> the, yeah okay cool yeah or even more energy if we want to make progress. even more energy yeah. yeah okay so we okay we have to go back a couple of steps we miss things um, we have to sure. talk about the Pulumi, Um, <laughs> that perspective on it. And then also just anger being a productive mindset. So we can do that one first. Because mm. yes. that question of like, would you rather be angry all the time or sad all the time? Mm-hmm. And mm. it's like, I feel like me personally, I've had so much experience being sad and being productive mm. from a sad place that it would be easier to be sad all the time mm. than angry all the time. Because I don't know how to be productive mm. in that space in that emotion. For mm. That's also a reflex question. Mm. But. Tell me more about
0: it. Tell me more about it. Oh, I did I did so, we don't have to talk about this long okay so you're choosing sad
1: no I would choose angry sad I would just figure out how to choose angry I just want to be happy but like if I my options were to be sad for the rest of my life and angry for the rest of my life I would mm-hmm. just angry because I spent too much of life sad already there's no reason to do that we're just gonna die one day maybe be happy
0: you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah and those are the binaries oh my god are oh, they yeah. no they're not they're not the extremes but I'd say I said, Angry because I feel like a lot of drive and like energy can come out of being angry, and a lot of change can come out of being angry. Like we talked last time about being disruptive. Yeah, I think being sad for me has been really debilitating. Like, I feel like I can't do anything. It's just a lot of self doubt, a lot of very like being super self conscious, being all up in my mind about myself. Like, I become very selfish in that, like, I just think about everything that i think is wrong with myself you know Mm -hmm. like that's what sadness looks like to me and i feel like being angry i feel like everyone's kind of already in the state of being angry (laughs)
1: like (laughs) it feels like that with the world and she talked about a bit a bit about that in the interview too about how she she didn't think the that tone was constructive either but also the Mm -hmm. victimhood isn't constructive either so i feel like those are the two polar opposites in terms of like um, if you want to zoom out and talk about it from a a movement perspective or, like, a, like a mm. lot of people. Would we rather be victimized or angry? <laughs> and I think we should be angry if we're not, you know, if we're choosing one or the other. Victim yeah. mentality or rage. Rage is more productive.
0: Rage. I think rage is more produ- productive short term. I think both of them are going to be miserable long term. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I've I've been thinking about, like, how the past few months I've been very, very angry with a lot. Mm -hmm. And I felt very, like, misaligned in myself and just, like, I felt like, like, almost felt like I was, like, on drugs. Like, I would do things that I would never do when I'm, like, balanced. And um, not that they were things I regret, but they're just, I don't want to be in that state. It's so... I'd rather awesome. be where I'm at right now and, like, content and still working towards, some like, the things I care about. And, like, inner work and external work kind of thing. So, but I still choose angry over sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's more there. And if we choose
1: that on an individual level, we can't blame the collective for choosing that as well. Yeah.
0: You're right. You're right. If they are choosing it. I don't know. I don't have the data points. but But they don't have to choose that. You don't have to be sad or angry all the time.
1: I mean, in our listen,
0: have you gone on Twitter?
1: <laughs> My problem with Instagram is that it's escapist. My problem with Twitter is that it's polarizing. I feel like everybody always has to agree, which is just not productive at all. At all.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm.
1: Is, we, okay, we missed the point with the 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 misinterpret, not the misinterpretation, the difference in interpretation of the question. Oh, you should treat people the way they want to be treated. I agree with that too. Yeah. You just want to, you give people the same energy that you would want. Like, if I don't want people to look at me when I'm crying. Like, if you see me in public when mm-hmm. I'm... No, no. Mm-hmm. I wasn't crying. I was, mm-hmm. It was wet outside. I don't know. Like, just ignore me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would try, like, instinctively try to give to somebody else. But most mm-hmm. people probably would want to be consoled, right? Or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or you should do it... Just
0: different people. Yeah, subjective. just depends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I lo- what I love about how the way he put it is, like, there's just so much nuance to people and we're not all the same. We're all different. We all need different things. hmm And people should be treated how they want to be treated, and you should ask them how they want to be treated, and you should listen to how they want to be treated. How do you do that casually in
1: conversation? I guess, How do you slip that in without sounding um, corny like us? Is that
0: corny? I don't know. It kind of is, but I like it. I wouldn't mind. I mean, I don't think it's like, just straight up ask them how do you want to be treated, but if like, (laughs) if something comes up, like a situation comes up, and you feel like you're acting. This is what I do. I feel like feel like I'm acting on my assumptions of like life. I'll try to figure out what they how they look at life, and then go off that kind of thing. I don't can't give you a concrete answer because you know I talk in abstract. Yeah. <laughs> but we need to. Me yeah. too.
1: Which is I don't want to say a challenge for this podcast, but definitely a balancing act to try to ground our yeah. abstract conversations in concrete realities as well, so we don't become annoying. Yeah. Like yes, um, whatever her name is. Just kidding. I what is her name? Michaela? Who <laughs> so, the lady? Aisha. 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 Um. Any other questions? Um, oh, okay. She acted like we weren't fighting a race war, and I think we are because she had a problem with the like terminology, like ally for ally. one. Ally. And I just think, yeah, we are fighting a war. And if you don't think we're fighting a war, that means the war is not going to be won, which means um, racism will exist forever. I think. Which, maybe, is that a generalization? Is that, like, reducing the argument too far? But I think, I think
0: that's reducing
1: the argument too far. I just disagree. I think... I don't... Go uh, ahead. No, I just think... For one, I think you can have nuanced conversation with generalizations, just in general. Which, is fucking... Mm. I repeated myself, like, three times. <laughs> Sounds annoying. <laughs> but, um... Fuck. Yeah, I think... When you get down to the nitty-gritty... This is a war against racism and if enough people don't even believe that we're fighting a war against racism then racism will always exist because everybody doesn't recognize it as a
0: serious issue slowly you sound like the u.s government <laughs> i do <laughs> <laughs> making everything a fucking war <laughs> well? but okay no okay <laughs> no but like okay i agree with you in that I think because
1: we live in capitalism, we live in white supremacy, we live in the patriarchy, we have to talk like this. If the other front is talking about it in terms of war, and you talk about it in terms of, you know, hugs and kisses, then you're going to lose. I'm not talking about it in hugs
0: and kisses, though. Just
1: you in general. (laughs) Not you, as in watch that.
0: Yeah. Why do we have to... (laughs) Okay. Okay, there's just so much there that I want to... Unpack. First of all, why do we always have to resort to violence? Because we live in a violent <laughs> in world. In our language. Racism is rooted in violence. Some people it say really whiteness is, is rooted really in violence. Is. Yeah, I just I don't agree. I just don't know how we can resort to violence in our words when describing this stuff. Like I think I think the thing with a war, with labeling it as a war, is that it's so polarizing. It brings all that stuff with it.
1: Yeah, but I it think it brings just all because that weight with it. Um one side of the war stops using that terminology it doesn't mean that the other side will stop using that terminology just because one mm-hmm. side doesn't view just okay if the oppressed don't view oppression as a like a war front the oppressors mm-hmm. will still treat it as a war front yeah you're, you're right. just making yourself more easily oppressed i
0: think you're right i think it's uh-huh. war against the systems that's the thing i don't think it's war against individuals exactly i can't I agree. get with it i can't get with it on the individual level on the day to day level like me encountering some white family like at the park at f- in fucking carry, and thinking that they have like they're just going like it, we're there to be against me kind of thing like no I can't do that but like yes on systems
1: level yes it's a war it's a fucking war but since racism is such an abstract thing sometimes like yeah it has manifestations yeah. and concrete reality but yeah it's also just like an abstract thing it's just like it's shaped by conversations and just yeah. unformed ideas or subconscious like how you have to fight on an individual level too or else right? You have to discuss on an individual level I think. So okay and we're then fighting if- we're not fighting people period. That's the definitive consensus. I mean I not like I think it's just a thing with not trivializing important issues but it doesn't need to be Yeah. I definitely don't want to come at anything from a negative perspective.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, th- I agree with you 110% like all the energy that's going into it is warranted Mm -hmm. like at the bigger level in terms of political organizing community organizing like group organizing i think is like needs to be violent and in all of its ways all of its forms kind of thing but i just think like day-to-day even the day-to-day whenever we're putting people in their place like on how they're perpetuating racism like we can't be extremely I don't know, like, divisive with that because then people aren't going to come around. I don't think anybody's going to
1: come around. I think to the oppressors, uh, the revolution is rooted in revenge. Mm-hmm. They think we're they either think we're fighting over nothing or we're, like, squabbling over nothing or that we're trying to get revenge.
0: Do you think a lot of people are trying to get aven- revenge, though? I think some are.
1: I don't know about a lot. I haven't done the data research, analysis. I, th-
0: I think a lot of people are, especially with how they talk about, like, arresting cops and such like that was just like one thing that came to mind right now is like which is like all valid like
1: mm-hmm.
0: calls for justice like, and such
1: revolution is ro- rooted in emotion it's not very intellectual mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the moment I, I yeah I think a lot of the intellectualizing happens much later when it should be happening in front like we should be having these conversations we should be discussing whether or not we should be protesting in the global pandemic Mm -hmm. like beforehand Mm -hmm. we shouldn't just let emotion drive us like whether or not Mm -hmm. it's right or wrong we should just talk Mm -hmm. about it beforehand and organize more than we actually Mm do
0: Mm -hmm. okay what do you think okay i'm gonna move the conversation but what do you think about compassion versus pity oh yeah I had that that was on my notes
1: too pity is one of my biggest triggers along with like freedom being constrained and stuff like that like it's I hate pity I hate it as an emotion I think a lot of people even like me I've I've done it on accident too it's hard sometimes to be present and um, put out compassion instead of pity you just it's a lot of like being like policing your facial features, like constructing it in a way that looks right, because you can have the right intentions and still come across a certain type of way, which is why I under like yeah. I'm still understanding, I guess, of when it comes across. But I don't, yeah. How do you people, even allies? A lot of the times, their allyship is rooted in pity, and that's not what it should be rooted in at all, and that's just distasteful. Yep. <laughs> I don't want yeah. that. No thanks.
0: That's why I'm conflicted with the term ally, yeah. and. I'm like, what if it's just someone that's like, like she was saying, like a friend, an acquaintance, like people who just listen to me, listen to my experience. I listen to their experience and we move in solidarity kind of thing instead of this label that's like, I'm an ally. And it's, I think usually allyship is like virtue signaling. Yeah, but I just, virtue
1: signaling and performative um, activism, I think they both have utility.
0: I I'm think they to do too. Them. Yeah. No, I'm not invalidating them, but I think there is sometimes the sense of pity from people that like I don't know and they're like, Yeah, I'm an ally. It almost it's just something that strokes their ego, but then it's like I don't know, I don't I feel conflicted because it's a lot of the work a lot of the time not a lot of the time, but most of the time, they're doing good work so that's why i'm like not really pressed about it right right but have but i think i have felt that sense of pity sometimes and it annoys me so much it's like i don't want to pay into this like sense of inferiority that i might feel you know
1: yeah but you can't like criticize people because then they're just gonna shut down and not do anything yeah
0: yeah yeah but then that also goes back to the intention versus impact thing like i don't Mm -hmm. think people's Like, usually I'm like, those people's intentions aren't to belittle me. At least not consciously, so. Yeah. I kind of just...
1: But that's like a microaggression,
0: kind of, in a way. Yeah, but I just... I'm just, like, shrug it off.
1: I know, me too, we're (laughs) shrugging. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. um, Question. Oh, do you think, uh, if you're pro-Black Lives Matter without being political, is that performative? Is that constructive in any any way? Because they were saying that they support black lives but they don't sign on to the politics of it and how can you do that without supporting politics like what are you actually doing if you don't have any political manifestation of your beliefs
0: yeah i don't think you can do that me neither yeah like i don't know how you can be for the liberation of all and be a capitalist kind of thing oh i'm a capitalist
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm popping out
0: (laughs) and i don't even like to i don't even like like to label my views because they're always changing and they're always like growing and whatever but like that's like one of the things that I'm like pretty sure of yeah but politics are very divisive and very like binary and that's what I don't like so I get where they're coming from yeah. and that which is why Kanye 2020 <laughs>
1: <laughs> my white king is running for president just kidding I don't think
0: Kanye's a cool uh, Elon is also another he- white king I hate you, (laughs) I actually despise you. Okay, okay, okay.
1: I think a lot, like, okay, so the title of this video was, is uh, Victimhood a State of Mind, right? And you remember how Mm -hmm. Kanye was saying, like, slavery or choice. I feel like they're kind of like, they come at life with the same energy. This girl, Aisha and Kanye. But I like Kanye and I don't like, no, I'm kidding. I like both of them. They're both cool. Um, Yeah. Are you ready to shift or anything else? No, I'm good to shift. Let's talk about Kanye. (sighs) Listen, where do we start? Okay, I would vote for Kanye if I thought Kanye would win. Full stop. Majda cannot
0: vote. However, who would you vote for? (laughs) I think at this point, the choices are a joke. Oh, for sure. I think Kanye, like high key, could do some good. Wait, actually... We can get into it. I don't know. It's nuanced. Let's get into it. I want to... It is so nuanced. Like, I want to know what you're thinking. I, I have,
1: there's so many points. You can, you can go first.
0: I just think that with Donald Trump and with Joe Biden, we're just going to get the status quo. Like, there isn't going to be much change. Exactly. At exactly. all. At I all.
1: think with Joe as president, literally you could fast forward on your clock. You could go into hibernation and you will wake up from your crypto sleep and everything will be the exact same as when you went to bed the exact same yep. if not like yep. if it, unless the world has caught on fire or something we're in another yep. war like every everything will be the same and I think just in general objectively Biden is mid and Kanye West is a creative genius factually <laughs> Joe Biden probably has an average mind an average fucking mind I don't think he's that that smart
0: he just seems an average dude and and like <laughs> listen even okay convince me convince me why should i vote for kanye if i could vote in this world i'm voting for joe biden right because
1: we uh live in a two-party system everybody in the world lives in a two-party system There, even if you have more than one party in a country it's a political science law i think duvernay's or duverge something like that where only two are going to be the most prominent and you like independents will not win president period they just won't so the a motherfucker from the birthday party is never gonna win off it maybe you'll win something in like oklahoma or indiana or whatever that's his party by the way that's what he's running under but that's the my birthday thing. party we need a motherfucking birthday party in the white house we need chaos and i think i would choose chaos over order any day especially when i'm striving for a revolution if you want a revolution you need a birthday party you don't need a democratic party a republican party you need like a different type of energy if anything's ever gonna change it needs to be like some external third party that overcomes one of the other parties if unless the entire government is restructured
0: aren't we living in chaos right now
1: um i mean the world's already chaotic i think chaos overpowers order the white house its function is to preserve order and i think Mm. humanity we're over here just fucking around america we're just you know creating Mm. chaos and they're creating order and like nothing's happening Mm. but you just if you want a revolution a political revolution there needs Mm. to be somebody who's willing to disrupt the status quo and Kanye West mm. isn't afraid for one. You know he's not afraid. He mm. would do whatever the fuck mm. he wanted. And he, like, I think mm. that's probably why he had a, he vibed with Trump for that time period that he did. Because mm. they, they both have a lot of similar qualities in that aspect, where they're both willing to speak mm. their mind, sometimes at the, the expense of other people's feelings, but they both are very explicit about that. And I think also another thing that maybe people don't like about Kanye is I think the man definitely has a God complex. That's not up for debate. He does. But I think every single fucking president, every single one of them, had a god complex. Most surgeons have a god complex. Literally, I think he, the, Trump and Kanye are just one of the only ones who are explicit about it and own up to it, which I think is better. It's, it's a sign of that you can trust them a little bit more. That's why people voted for Trump. That's why the white majority, the masses, they voted for him, not the majority. You know, the ones who did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Joe
1: Biden, Bernie Sanders, they're on their deathbed. They have no. <laughs> they have no. Um. Just why should they even care about the future of this country? They don't. They don't have any foothold in the future of this country, any stakes in it. Kanye has young children. He's young himself. You know, he he's invested in the future of America in a way that old people just aren't. And I think, yeah, wisdom comes with age. But I would rather fucking no. I think I don't think old people should be running the country the same way that old people should not be running a revolution. Old people shouldn't be running the country. It's just it mm. creates stagnancy, nothing else. Mm. Yeah, I think there's plenty of wise people at the age of thirty five for us to be working from that demographic.
0: I don't think it makes mm-hmm. any sense to be electing eighty year olds. Mm-hmm. Do you think that? Okay, and like, eighty year old men, like white men. Obviously, do you think that too. Yes, mm-hmm. it just speaks to so much into how we value like. People we value like value people in America and how we love safety. Like we love, we actually love the status quo. Exactly, like, subconsciously,
1: everybody's complaining it's, about the like. Everybody, we all choose the status quo in our elections, in our daily life. We choose to propagate, uphold capitalism. We choose to uplift the patriarchy. We mm-hmm. choose to do all these things.
0: Mm-hmm. It's because, I think this is where the like maybe that's where the inner work thing comes in. Is when we gotta examine how we uphold all that shit. We have the government that we
1: deserve. This is the energy that we put out into the universe. This is what we're getting back. I think I I think I don't even I don't even disagree with what I just said. <laughs> I saw the <that> I saw <laughs> the
0: dissension in your eyes. I sometimes I say I, shit just to say it and I'm like, did I actually think that? Yeah, I mean these are all just thoughts. Like I don't think we should be policing what we say. Exactly, exactly. I'll change my mind later, I'm sure. Exactly, exactly. And we're not we're not held to these beliefs right now.
1: But that's another thing, Kanye. People shit on him because he changes his mind. But I think that's yeah. healthy as well. That's how you grow. Yeah.
0: Okay, Kanye. Okay, let's imagine Kanye in office, right? I'm just like, I guess I'm warming up to the idea, even though I can't vote. <laughs> but high key, like, I would... am corrupting myself. Okay, I'm saying all this just as Live hypothetical, but, like, like, I would probably be too comfortable and end up voting for Joe Biden. But hypothetically, if we had this Kanye, Kanye presidency, right? So in our minds is it Joe Biden versus Kanye with the Trump factor removed
1: because I feel like that makes for a more objective argument. Like if we're doing like a primary or something, a
0: Democratic party. or not even I don't know what party. Oh no, 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 no. Is. I'm saying Kanye's president. Okay, okay. The president doesn't is just like a face for the country, high key It's his yeah. his their administration mm-hmm. that does all the work. And that's why I think
1: it's a scam that people are saying that anybody really has to be quote-unquote qualified for the presidency i think the only thing you need to be able to be qualified for being president is to have to be smart to have a good brain to be capable Mm -hmm. of creativity to be a strong decision maker to be a strong leader Mm -hmm. and i think that's it
0: Mm -hmm. because you have people to solve everything else for you to do all the research for you yeah yeah and i think we're just it's like Kanye is going to exist as the president, but Congress is still going to exist as a check and balance or whatever. Uh-huh. Supreme Court is still going to exist for whatever work they do. And like all these other parts of the system will still exist. And I like the idea of disruption in the status quo. So I like the idea of Kanye being president, kind of.
1: <laughs> exactly. And another point, like even if you don't agree with all of his politics, sometimes you have to take... A step back to be able to get a running start to jump forward you know even if like some of this stuff isn't like oh i agree with kanye in re- in the big picture if you zoom out more chaos will lead will get you to a better vantage point for reconstructing the future in a new, mm. ugh, i don't want to see a new world order <laughs> this is not a good no 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 that's not <laughs> what we want
0: but yeah what were you gonna say i just i just still can't get behind it and maybe because there hasn't been precedent for it so i can't see someone like kanye be pres like being president and it being not a joke like i feel like everything no one's going to take him seriously no one's going to take anything he does i mean we don't take the government seriously anyway right now you mean to get elected
1: in terms of his campaign or once he's in office in this hypothetical this is
0: this is in the hypothetical i feel like he would do a lot of veto vetoing because he feels like like his god complex kind of stuff but they all have god complexes But his is on another
1: level. No, I think he's the only one that's honest. I think him and Trump are honest about their God complexes. And every mother... If you have the balls to say, I am going to be the most powerful man in the world, yes, man, because a woman hasn't done it yet, then you have a God complex full soft. And I think a savior complex and a God complex are basically the same thing. One of them is just a more palatable version to the human mind. But they're Mm. the same thing in reality
0: no but i mean i mean the way in that like like kanye will let his god complex or even trump has done this where it's like it's beyond other people like his opinions his thoughts his matters whatever are beyond other people's concern other people's input so that's why i could just in this hypothetical world i could see him like vetoing any decision he like doesn't agree with even if it's for the good of the people i don't think so Anyway, I disagree.
1: I, he's one of like six black billionaires in America.
0: Fuck billionaires. Okay, are bro. Are really going to say he, literally that's why he deserves like, to run
1: the country? <laughs> that's in the yes category for me. Yeah. I, I think if you can run a co- corporation to that extent, like the government, the U.S. government is a corporation. If you want to talk about qualifications for the job, every single thing, it's all privatized. It's all commercialized. Even prison systems are co- like social care. Social services is a business. It's, it's disgusting and it shouldn't be the case. But if you're talking about who's qualified to be a president, yeah, a billionaire is qualified because the United States government is an economic proposition.
0: Yeah, I agree with you in that the United States is a business, but I don't think we need a president to reinforce that. We don't need a president that's going to reinforce that. That's what I'm saying, part. like
1: being grounded in reality, it already is that. Even if you're the person who wants to dismantle mm. that, you still have to have a working function of how a business operates.
0: Anyway, he got <laughs> his name on the ballot in Oklahoma.
1: <laughs> Congrats. I mean, I'm not saying... That he's gonna win 2020, or that he should have even run in this election, like the way he, the way he ran. I think he just did this for to test the waters as like um research for when he actually runs for real, Mm. if anything. Yeah. Unless he's doing this to help Trump win to like get get votes towards Trump, which I don't think he is. But that that's a conspiracy theory that could be a thing. But I don't think he cares either way. To him, I feel like Trump and Biden are the same thing. I don't think he like I don't think he's grounded in like the fact that <laughs> yeah. like he would actually be the person that helps Trump win. I don't think he cares. I feel like mm-hmm. that's like trivial to him. Yeah. And yeah. it's not trivial to think, everybody else.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, coming back to reality, like it's really dangerous what he's doing. What's just yeah. like what's happening with our elections in general is super dangerous. And it's so hard. I don't know, I know we're making jokes about it and whatever, but it's so hard not to trivialize the issue because it affects a lot of people's lives. And I mean, I'm thinking about it also for myself. I just don't want more, like four more years with Trump. And that's, that's it. That's it. I'll take Kanye over Trump. I'll take Joe Biden over Trump.
1: I guess, but again, from like a macro perspective, maybe you would need a Trump in order to get a revolution maybe that's just the price you have to pay maybe you have to say the world's gonna be fucked for four years and then after that people will come to their senses i don't know i don't have the answers but i, I and i think it's hard to track that shit on a day-to-day basis on an election year and i don't know if obviously like, i'm still gonna vote for what i believe in in the moment but if mm. maybe that's just what has to happen
0: mm.
1: what do you yeah. what are your what are your thoughts on that
0: that you we you have to take more. a step
1: back sometimes to jump forward
0: yeah i think so i think long-term I don't know what that like what that timeline looks like right now but I think good is gonna come out of this suffering yeah this, yeah like, that's what I have hope or Maybe mean that's just me being naive no I think no I hopeful, think there's like optimistic. there's cycles to it there's cycles exactly to it. So exactly me too it's like a valley or th- whatever mm-hmm. like a low point that yeah is gonna push the reason like Trump happened was because Obama happened
1: we had our first black yeah. president, and everybody, they were shook. Post-racial Trump's voting society. base was shook. They were like, oh my god, oh my god, black president? We have to get information, everybody, everybody. And then they, yeah. we had Trump. So maybe after this, we'll have a boss-ass bitch in the presidential Oval Office.
0: I hope For so.
1: I don't know. Maybe she'll so. do something. Maybe she'll, you know, uncle Tom so. around. I don't know. Who knows? Like, maybe it'll be buffoonery. And if it's a black woman- if it's a black woman maybe I'm just saying like I feel like if you have you know we've had that conversation too you have to sell out (laughs) or you have sometimes you have to sell out especially like in a capitalism sense to get success so who knows if Mm -hmm. it would actually like be anything
0: yeah (sighs) and I think because us as humans move in like extremes I think we're gonna start moving towards the other extreme yeah yeah of just our organization system and everything They're not,
1: and another one of Kanye's thing is that he was gonna be the person to bring the country together. Blah blah blah. And I think because he has such a like a, I don't know, everybody would say crazy, but let's you know say that the (laughs) I guess a kinder word would be like diversified or nuanced view. Like his political views are more um, they don't really align with the left or the right specifically. So maybe Mm. he could be someone that could unify or bring people closer to the middle, or maybe he's just Mm. somebody that could never be elected because he has. He doesn't align with, because uh, how do you be elected if you're not, uh, you don't align with the polar extreme
0: exactly yet? Mm-hmm. I don't think you can. Mm-hmm. And that's the situation with Biden right now. He doesn't align with the extreme of the left. Mm. People don't, people don't like him. Well, not people don't like him. He's like, just a gross person.
1: Yeah. Also, I know he, <laughs> he said that he wanted to model the government after Wakanda. And I was just thinking, I was like, what does he mean? what is what does my white king mean? So I <laughs> that, so Wakanda was like a, a techno utopia in mm. black Black Panther. and their thing was that they were hidden from the universe, from the rest mm. of the world. So does he mean by that that he wants the United States to be more isolationist because we already are isolationists, And when isolationism comes xenophobia. like, so, so what was what does he mean by Wakanda? Do you think he meant anything?
0: <laughs> Girl girl i don't think he <laughs> meant anything i don't I really don't know what he meant because honestly if my perspective of wakanda it's very like community driven very socialist very like i think that would mean moving away from capitalism but that's what probably what i want it to be but like
1: okay was wakanda socialist i didn't get any data on that in my research
0: girl i don't <laughs> my have Google. data that's just that's <laughs> I just don't remember how the i movie. think of it it was just like, oh, we protect our people. Where everyone like, it's like this like, It's just this ecosystem that like relies on e- each other. There's like very much like interdependence and all that. But like, maybe. Yeah, but that's not I real even know. utopia, right? I don't know. Yeah, but maybe. He yeah, what con does he? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't even know what he was saying that with that. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Kanye's. I think that's the thing with Kanye. He's very misunderstood, and. That's why he couldn't run this country officially. I think he could. Or effectively. Team Kanye. Then why aren't you voting for him? Because. No, I know why. I know why.
1: Also, side note, right? He has bipolar disorder, just like me. And I think a lot of people would say he's too crazy to run the country. Like, he changes his mind too often, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Chemical brain imbalances. But I think that if you're the president of the United States, either you're a sociopath, or the stress of your job is gonna make you have depression and anxiety. So I think every president has chemical brain imbalances. I think all of them do. So I don't, don't think that's like a thing either. It doesn't bother me.
0: It's just a job that I could never imagine me where I am right now, just and I'm but it's not just like, oh, if I can't do it, no one else can, kinda of thing. But I just like <laughs> there's so many stressors, so much responsibility, so much like I feel like you're view of reality is like distorted after being in that position
1: yeah that's all i have on kanye pretty much yeah he doesn't believe in abortion which obviously i believe that women should have the right to abort <laughs> i think women should have the right to choose what they do with their bodies yeah. but i think that even of if kanye i don't think kanye can manage to pull off canceling abortion i think um if trump could have done it he would have or something Pence was his vice president i don't think that's something that can easily be accomplished there's too yeah. much bureaucracy, too much like the de- like delay lag time in the legislation. I don't think that's a thing. So I feel like the like the effects of that would be not negligible, but it would be like manageable for four years.
0: Yeah. I don't think he could undo a lot of those laws. Do you believe that do you believe in democracy? <laughs> Elaborate.
1: <laughs> okay. There's a quote. Um let me see. I think uh democracy is the most difficult of all forms of government since it requires the widest spread of intelligence and we forgot to make ourselves intelligent when we made ourselves sovereign. Mm. And then when you bring in democracy, do you also believe in, like, a presidency or do you believe in, like, a dictatorship? Because I feel like dictators can definitely accomplish more, but there's, like, no...
0: (laughs) There's no check.
1: Yeah, there's There's no no check. check. So it's like, how do you even win? I feel like a dictator that you elect could be cute to see how that played out. Because that's not the president. The president can't really affect that much change.
0: <laughs> oh, is that crazy? You definitely you definitely don't elect a dictator.
1: No, I'm saying, like, I think that would be interesting to see play out. An elected dictatorship. Like, a presidency, but a dictatorship. What could happen? Isn't but that what if, we you, kinda... if you're a dictator, then you would never want to let go of the power. So that, I don't know. Yeah, go on.
0: I'm <laughs> not about dictatorships. They've been plaguing a lot of countries, and there's just, like, that's not the way to go. But for dictators sure. are never elected. They seize power and then they never let it go. Until they're like... Dead. Revolted against. Yeah. yeah. Killed or imprisoned. But... So is there an example of a dictatorship that gets an elected dictator
1: with a term limit?
0: <sighs> no, because that's not a dictatorship. That's, that's a dictatorship.
1: just like It's saying like you give one person the reins of the country and let them go crazy for a bit and see what they can accomplish. Presidents can't do anything. The world stays the same with the president, in America, at least. I don't know how it works in other countries.
0: I don't get what your question Let's Let's unpack this. You first said, do you believe in democracy? <laughs> yes, yes, I believe in democracy. I think it's very optimistic to believe that democracies could work 110% because that would rely that people are, like, aware of their shared responsibility for other people and that they're contributing and that they're engaging and interacting when people usually just end up being selfish and, like, oh, let me just go worry about myself kind of thing and end up just acting on that um so a like full full democracy would need people to always be engaged with the people around them and their communities so, yes I believe in democracy yeah I do I think that should be the like on a land that everyone lives on there should be a way to consider all those opinions or all those in like some way through votes or whatever, or through protest, through all that stuff. Freedom of speech, freedom of expression, and such. Yeah, I You don't, don't believe in democracy? I don't know. I'm
1: just not convinced. I'm not entirely convinced that it's the most ideal form of government.
0: What would be your alternative? Elected dictatorship?
1: I'd like to see how that played out. But
0: I'm not... <laughs> I don't have all the answers. I don't pretend to. I just... Salome, that's like okay. Let's elect this person into office. They can do whatever they want. Okay, if if Trump was a, a full dictatorship for four years, he would do the damage. Do you see the damage he would do? The lives that would be lost. There would be so so. I mean, the lives that are lost right now, but the even so, like even more so, lives that would be lost. Like, no, that's not even. There's no kind of. Okay, fine. I guess. Um li- then what's the
1: answer cuz i don't think america's working democracy whatever we have set up is not working i think it's broken so what is how do you fix that Oh i have to pee oh,
0: That okay. is such a to, loaded I to, question i, I, I don't think pee. that's a question we can answer <laughs> Okay so you said how do we fix this system i don't do you have the answer you you were saying how, your question like how do you fix the system i don't think we have the answer. I don't think we'll ever have the answer because everything is always changing. So we just have to adapt with the times.
1: That just leads to, you're like a slave to the times then. If we're not thinking about it consciously, then we're just going to be like moved by the winds of change, which is like natural, it's definitely the natural course, but it's also, it doesn't work either. It just leads to cyclical history, like repeating itself and blah, blah, blah. No? I
0: think that's why I think it's just it's just such a complicated question that we can't answer in like five minutes. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. But that's why. Do the inner work but also do the external work. I guess. All the time.
1: Or just do no work yeah. and fuck around because the world's end anyways. Cheers to that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to that.
1: <laughs> oh. Conspiracy theory? Do you think the coronavirus vaccine is a front for tipping everybody.
0: Okay, this is going, still so wait. this is all over the place. Can we this end it? This is already going to be a nightmare to and then talk about this? Okay, let's end it and then we can talk about this. I don't think this needs to be in the podcast.
1: Hi, okay, My white king, Kanye, believes in it. Oh, Masha did the cover art, by the way. Isn't it great? Oh yeah, didn't we say that last time? No, we didn't. We said it in the last, last time, oh. but it was in one of the unpublished first
0: episodes oh yeah yeah i did the cover art it was really fun to do but it's us on the toilet because ah, that's yes.
1: for posterity that's
0: where yes yes i'll always have but a picture you. of me
1: on the toilet my dear yes. friend Masha, the whole mirror to my heart
0: <laughs> yes Aww. i love us <laughs> but thank you for listening everyone let us know your thoughts and just I don't know, would you be vote would you vote for Kanye if we were in bless you. Thank you. If we were in an alternate dimension, alternate universe, alternate Yeah, or just now. If you're in Oklahoma, would you vote for Kanye? Yeah, thank you for listening and
1: bye bye. Bye bye.